Hey everybody, this is Jim from faithtestedbyfire.com, and you are listening to the Faith Tested by Fire podcast. Hey everybody, this is Jim. It's really good to be back. This is the Faith Tested by Fire podcast. And I have to tell you, I had uh, the last several weeks of just extreme busyness. And uh, as far as mental focus goes, there were just things that had to get done um, in the area of business. And what I mean by that is, um, you know when you have different priorities, things that are demanding your attention? Well, I had certain things that I just couldn't let them go. What I mean by that is, did you ever go to bed at night and something's bothering you? As you're going off to sleep, you realize that something is not done yet or there's a problem that needs to be resol- uh, solved, resolved, and, and you don't, you're not able, for whatever reason, to shake that. And so, you know, it affects your sleep. That hardly ever happens to me. I usually go to bed and fall asleep with no problem. But over the last few weeks, I found myself at certain times, certain days, waking up at 3 in the morning or 4 in the morning, not being able to get back to sleep because there were just certain things that needed to get done that were on my mind. And I noticed when you get into situations like this, I'm sure you can relate, um, you find that that sense of peace that you get from God begins to get a little bit distant. You find that you don't have that inner sense of, of peace, that inner sense of joy. Everything seems to be a bit agitating. Nothing really, um, and, and, and here's an interesting thing. When you're, when you're in a place where you feel agitated and there's just a lot of things happening in your life, sometimes you sit down and you open up and you read something from the Bible and it's just not connecting with you. I know everybody's been there. I, was, I would just ask, have you ever been there? Of course you've been there. If, if you haven't, then maybe you're not being honest with yourself about it. It doesn't make any difference who you are. It just happens sometimes. And so the first, and usually there, there are, we're talking about scriptures maybe that you're well familiar with. And, and, and here's the thing about it all. You know, if you look at the Bible and you look at, go back to the Old Testament and you read it all the way through, I'm not saying that, you know, read through the Bible in a year or anything like that. I'm just saying that you've been through the books, you know the stories, certain scriptures have stuck with you. What you'll notice is that certain things are said, certain truths are said over and over and over again. They're just said a little bit differently by different people and using different words, but they're all the same truths. And so sometimes you need to hear the same truth, but you need to hear it put a different way. And and I found myself in that spot because you know, for example, I'll keep a uh, Bible in a certain room, a physical Bible, and uh, I'll open it up and I'll have certain scriptures highlighted or underlined and I'll read them and they don't have the same impact on me today maybe as they did two or three days ago. And when you go back in, into the Bible, you notice that um, one of these truths are that uh, God's word, the truth is likened to food. Like there's bread for the physical body and there's spiritual bread for the spirit, your, your inner you, the inner part of you. And so both are important, right? Because you need both in order to thrive. You can't just 
take care of your physical self and let the spiritual part of you just um, uh, grow weak and, and weary and not effective. You, you, you lose all of those things that the presence of God brings, the, the peace, the ability to, to walk in forgiveness, the ability to love people who maybe aren't as lovable. All of those things seem to um, grow distant from you, more distant and, and so in the Bible, you see this principle that they needed fresh manna every day. They couldn't like just take what they had two days ago and put it in the refrigerator or store it somewhere. Um, it wasn't like beef jerky when they were wandering in the wilderness. Every day, manna had to fall, fresh manna for that day. And in the spiritual part of your life, it's really no different. Now, yeah, they got tired of it. Remember that when they complained and then the quails came next? But the idea here is that, you know, if you eat the same food every day, it, you'll lose your taste for that particular type of food. I don't care how much you like that food, but eventually you'll get sick of that. So, for example, I like shrimp. I like cold shrimp, fried shrimp, broiled shrimp. I like all kinds of shrimp. But if I eat shrimp all the time, I know because I've tried this, um, then after a while I'll get sick. If it doesn't matter what the food is, that's how we're wired. And so it's the same thing, spiritually speaking. If you just read the same scripture or the same book over and over and over again, yeah, if you do something multiple times, you'll get new stuff out of it. But eventually you need, uh, you need a balance in your life. You need some other truths to balance that. Right, so it's just it's just like any other type of nutrition. There's a physical nutrition and there's a, a spiritual correlation that goes with it. So if all you do is you think about, let's say, um, love, the Bible talks about love because it's the most important thing, and you focus on all the scriptures that talk about love, but you don't look at the scriptures that talk about faith or authority or anything like that, then although you're walking in a, in a way that is different than the average person is, you're still bound by things like fear and doubt and unbelief and all of, all of those other things. The same thing if you focus on um, faith and hope, but you leave out the love part, you know? And, and those are just two very simple examples, but there's other things. If you look at the book of Galatians, you can see what the fruit of the Spirit is and all of those things are important, like self-control, right? The ability to not let your mouth get out of control, let your emotions get out of control, let all of those other things get out of control. Actually, let's, let me turn there quickly just to give you a quick example of this. Okay, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, it says there, but the fruit of the Spirit. What is fruit? Fruit is something that you eat. Fruit is something that grows there's, there's a nutritional element to fruit. So again, we see the same truth that we see in the Old Testament, but it's said in a different way. So maybe manna doesn't really you know, hit home the way the topic of fruit does. Or Jesus used other examples. And sometimes if you read different accounts of things that he said in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll see that he said things slightly different in certain uh, Gospels than he did in others. And so if you put all of them together, you'll get the complete conversation. But one author decided to focus on one thing, aspect of what he said, one example. Maybe the other are different, and then the other, all of them.
But here it says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. So all of these things are important. And they're scriptures that if you will uh, read them and you will think about them and you will mentally chew on them, they will create these things in your life. Right? There's things that you read like about the forgiveness of God and the mercy of God. When, when you read those things, it changes you on the inside. And that fruit in Galatians, kindness will begin to develop in your personality, right? Forbearance and kindness will develop in your personality. But, you know, if, if, if you don't get the full counsel, because the, the Bible isn't just um, focusing on one aspect of the human experience, it's focusing on all of them, spirit, soul, and body. And yeah, some people teach on one topic. But, you know, the Bible says that there are many gifts that God has placed in the church. There's many different types of ministries, and they're all there for our benefit. Why? Because we need different things. We, we, need, we need the balance. And so if you're going into the Bible like I was, and you found, well, you know what? This really isn't hitting home. And, and sometimes it's a little confusing because something that seems so magnificent a few days ago, some insight that you have, suddenly seems mundane. And you might think to yourself, is there something you know, wrong with me? How come I can't get back that feeling? How come I can't get back that emotion, that thing that I had that was, was so precious and valuable a few days ago, that peace, now it's lost. And, and maybe you point to the situation and say, well, it's because of this problem. And if it wasn't for this problem, I wouldn't have lost that. But think about it. There's always problems, right? Now, another way to look at this is in the book of Mark's gospel. The gospel of Mark, chapter 4. Now, now what, is it, what does it say here? This is about the sower going out to sow the word. Okay, so it says, it came to pass, he said, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. Some fell on stony ground, and it didn't have much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth. And when the sun was up, it was scorched, because it had no root, and it withered away. Some fell on thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, it yielded no fruit. And others fell on good ground, and did yield up fruit that sprang up, increased, and brought forth some thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold he said unto them, He that hath ears, let him hear. This is the King James Version. And then the disciples came to him and they said, Well, you know, what does this mean? And he said, Unto you it's given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. Okay, so he said, If you don't know this parable, how will you know all the other parables? So here is another example of saying the same truth but using different things. And, and, Maybe you need to hear it this way. So what does it say here? It says, those by the wayside, or when the word is sown, but when they've heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. So you, you've actually had experienced this at one point in your time. So you didn't actually see a devil. You didn't see a monstrous thing come and immediately take away the word out of your heart. Reach into you and take it away. Right? Think about that. 
So, so how did it actually play out? Usually, thoughts, it came in the form of thoughts. Thoughts distracted you immediately. Did you ever want to do something, but then you get distracted by something else? It happens all the time, especially if you're online or, or do any type of online business or communicate with people. I remember times going to a website to look up some information, and immediately I got distracted by something else, and it was 30 minutes, and I couldn't even remember what I was going there for because all of this information, all of this input was hitting me and distracting me continuously. Verse 16, Mark chapter 4, it says, But these are those likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word immediately, they receive it with gladness. And so this happens too, where you hear it and you're happy. But it says they have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. That's like the situation where on Monday, you were doing really good. You were committed, you were focused, you were walking in peace, and you knew that God was God had already made a way for you through the storm that you're facing in your life right now. You didn't have to worry about your finances. God had already cleared a path. You were just walking by faith and not by sight, right? It doesn't say we stumble by faith or we grope by faith. It says we walk by faith. And the reason is, is because faith is not blind. Faith is the vision. Faith is the picture, the inner image that we have inside of us when we read what God said, when we hear the Holy Spirit talks to, uh, talk to us, we have a vision in ourselves. But that vision can be stolen from us. Like it says here, afterward, when affliction or persecution arises, why does it arise? It says, for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Right? Now, the, the word in the Greek there, Strong's Concordance 4624, it means to entrap or trip up, to stumble, to entice, to sin, to offend, right? So you get entrapped by something. It's where the word scandalize, I believe. The word is pronounced scandalizo. Scandalizo, Greek, the Greek word, 4625, you have a concordance. It occurs 30 times in the New Testament. So what happens? The... Affliction arises. Persecution arises. Those things happen. And then finally, verse uh, 18, it says, These are those which are sown on by the thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world. See, this is, this is the other thing. So maybe you're not being persecuted. Maybe you're not being afflicted by people. But the cares of this world start to enter in. It says the deceitfulness of riches. And the lusts of other things enter in. You know, so, so this week I dealt with the cares of this world. I had things that needed to get done. Actually, the last two or three weeks I've been dealing with the cares of this world. I had things that had to be done. I was the only person to do them. There were uh, processes that had to be put in order. In other words, it was just things were just too bumpy in, unless I took care of those things. Now I can go back and say, well, you know what? I, if I would have done them early or if I would have better managed my time, I wouldn't have been in that position. But you know what? I've been alive long enough to know that there's no such thing as perfect time management. There never will be. Perfectly productive. I mean, we're, we're, we're who we are. You understand what I, what I mean by that? I'm not saying that God won't help you. God won't take you to the next level. But you got to deal with what you have to deal with today. You can't pretend it doesn't exist. 
When it does, you need to have a plan for it. And God has plans for everything if we take his plan, if we accept it, if we allow it to enter in and stay hidden in our hearts, if we hold on to it in the heart. So the cares of this world began to choke the word. Now, here's the thing which is interesting, but if God's word, if the promises of God, if the peace of God, if the assurance of God, if all those things were a song, um, the volume started to go down from day to day to day. And it was just one of those things where a quick prayer wasn't getting me back to the place I needed to be in. And it kind of, kind of came to head. Now, this, this uh, I'm not saying I had any kind of misery or, or anything like that. I just know because I, when, once you're in a place, once you taste something, right? And you know, have you ever been to a restaurant and, and you had a plate of food and it was outstanding? I mean, maybe you would give it 10 out of 10 stars. But then you go back there again and you find, well, it's not quite as good as it was last time. Maybe I'd only give it 8 out of 10 this time. It just happened to me a few weeks ago. Went to the same place, ordered the same dish within three weeks. And the first time it was great. And the second time, well, it wasn't, it wasn't as good. And I can give little reasons why. But, but it's the same thing with the peace of God that you have in your heart. You have it, but it's not quite as good maybe as it was before. And, and you know, this isn't, you know, we're not talking about self-hypnosis or, or trying to make your uh, feeling happen. We rely on the Holy Spirit. We rely on the grace of God, but yet there's things that we can do because like the Bible says that the spirit of the prophet is subject unto the prophet. I mean, you, you have choice before you. And so I found myself in a place where um, I could not mentally pull up scriptures and just make myself feel better. Um, I prayed and the prayer helped a little bit, let's say about 30%. I felt that my praying was about 30%. What I was praying for was just for peace and lack of confusion. So relative to things that were going on in, in the business that week, those few weeks, I felt some confusion about a few issues. Now, if I told you what the issues were, you would laugh. I mean, it sounds stupid. But you know what? If you told me what you were worried about or concerned about or spending a lot of time thinking, I'd probably laugh too. But here's the thing. You know, we can all laugh together at the, at the stupidity of some of the things that we do and some of the choices that we make. But the fact is, is that we do them. And to us, they seem big, especially at the time. Looking back, it seems ridiculous. But I'm sure right now you recognize the pattern. You know, it's not like you get out of that place and you never go back, to, back there again. But experience tells you what works and what doesn't for you personally. And so... I had to focus on Jesus, and the only way that I could do that, I'm laying in bed, it's four in the morning, I just had to say his name over and over again. I said, now, you know, some people, you know, the Bible says that praise stills the enemy and the avenger, and that was the catalyst behind saying his name, you know. Sometimes, you know, if you just say, thank you, Lord, 101 times, I mean, sometimes it sounds robotic and repetitive, and sometimes your heart isn't in it. You know, now, now the, the, um, the Jewish people had an hour of prayer and, and in the Old Testament, and, you know, Peter went up into the temple, the hour of prayer. 
So they had at least a kind of system set up. You know, you can make that a religious exercise, right? So let's let's say you had an hour of prayer. At the hour of prayer was noon, right? And you went in, and you went in. And this was back in the day, and you went into the synagogue, and you prayed for a half hour, or fifteen minutes, or or whatever, and then you went on with your day. The the thing is, is that the the time praying, it's all about the renewal process. It's all about the upkeep, because anything, everything in this world breaks down, right? Nothing in heaven breaks down, but everything in the, you know, if we call it the spiritual world, let's call the natural world the clay world, right? Because it says man is like clay, right? Everything in the clay world breaks down. So let me read this to you. This is from Proverbs chapter 4, starting in verse number 20. Here, here it is, the same truth being said a little bit differently. It says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes, but keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So, I mean, we see all kinds of truths here that we see in all the other parts of the Bible. It's just put a little bit differently. And sometimes maybe you need to hear it a different way because you've been so used to hearing it the other way, it's no longer registering on your inward man, on the spirit. It's no longer registering on your mind, right? But but what does he say here? My son, attend to my words. Think about the things that you have to attend to every day. One of them is your, your physical appearance, right? So, there was a time when I had a mustache. I don't have a mustache anymore. But when I did, I would have to attend to it, you know, or else it would just grow out and it wouldn't look good. So I kept it like trimmed pretty. Um, I, it wasn't like the con man line. <laughs> type of mustache. I didn't have that kind of mustache. It was more like an 80s mustache, you know. You know what? I don't even like looking at the pictures from the 80s with the mustaches back then because I like the, the unshaven look personally. I know beards and mustaches are right now. But anyway, the point is, I have to shave every day. I have to attend to my appearance. I have to take a shower every day. I'm not a bath person. I'm not a shower person. It's just faster. You know. Maybe if I had one of those big tubs, I'd be a bit. Anyway, uh, I'm, a, I'm a, talking about attending to your uh, physical appearance. You have to brush your teeth. You know, at least once a day. I mean, you know, when you get up, at least, you know, before you go to bed, maybe after lunch. I know some people that brush their teeth three times a day. But, you know, even if you're not able to brush your teeth because the circumstances don't allow it, at least, you know, there's things like breath mints and things like that. You know, your clothes have to be attended to all the time. Your car, your vehicle has to be attended to or else it'll just break down. There are things, everything around you needs to be attended to, and so does your spirit. Right. So here it's saying that attend to God's words. It's not just going to, let's just think about it this way. If you go on a trip for five days, you're going to bring food for every single day. You're going to plan for three meals. So maybe you have to think about adapting something similar for your spiritual life. You know, if what you're doing isn't working, nobody knows it better than you do right now. I mean, if something needs to be tweaked, and, and here's the things that keep people from doing it. Remember, the Bible says Satan comes immediately. 
you know? And, and what is the main way he comes? Think about that, the cares of this world. What is that? What is that? What does that impress you with? What does that make you think of? It makes you think of thoughts, the cares of this world. Another part of the Bible brings that same truth to life, where it says, "Casting down imaginations and every evil thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing all thoughts into captivity." So, the the principle is this: is the number one place we get assaulted is in our mind. Every depressed person, think about that isn't depressed because they have that happy thoughts going in their mind. Right? So here it says, Attend to my words, incline thine ear to my saying, Listen, let them not depart from your eyes. In other words, faith is not blind. Faith has a vision. Don't let it depart. Let it. We walk by faith. So in other words, we have to see by faith. Does that make sense? We walk by faith, not by physical sight, because what we see happening around us, I have to just be honest with you. So the other day, um, I'm on on social me- different social media things, and I see some of my friends, and some of the things they're talking about, and these aren't good friends. These aren't, you know, these are people that I knew maybe back in high school and haven't talked to them much for years, except here and there on Facebook, maybe once or twice over the past, I don't know, several years. And the things they're talking about are just adding to the fire of people fighting about politics and about legislation and all these things. And I thought to myself, when did suddenly everybody get just so political? You know, and it, and it goes back too. I mean, it was that way under the last administration before this one, the administration before that, the administration before that. It just... It's at a fever pitch now. And the truth of the matter is, most people, if, you, if, you're really, if they're really honest about it, nobody trusts their quote-unquote party 100%. They just think it's much better than the other option. But still, there's a lot of infighting, even within, I don't care what circle that you're talking about. You know, and the Bible warns against that. It warns against being a tool of, that sows strife by the words of your mouth. And it warns that it won't go well with you if you're in that position and sowing that into the world. It talks about guarding your lips. It talks about not being a busybody in the affairs of others if you want it to go well with you. And so you see this cycle of of madness just perpetuates more madness And you can see the breakdown happening with people. You can see that people are not happy. And they think it's just because of what they see around them, but they don't realize that they're sowing seeds that are opening the doors for other evil things to come into their lives, things that they can't see, things that bring torment, things that bring thoughts that they would otherwise rather not think about. But they don't realize it. So verse 21, for let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. See, this is the first place where it's lost, right in your heart. Right? Because what happens? The other things enter in, it chokes, it chokes it out. It chokes out the light. It dims the light. See, the light usually doesn't just go off, it just gets dimmer. You know, and, and the best time to to fix that is when you first notice it happening. And it's counterintuitive at the time, because your emotions will tell you that you need to think about whatever it is that you're thinking about that's worrying you, that's concerning you, 
that's causing fear. You need to resolve this problem right now. But you see, we were not designed to do things apart from God. And that's a hard thing for for people to swallow. In other words, think about a husband and a wife combination. Think about a family. There are things that we can do together much better than we can do apart. Think of friends. There is a, a, a community, a family element that's in play here. And at the very least, it's you working together with the Spirit, with Jesus, with God the Father. In other words, they know every element of your life. But there's warning after warning after warning about what you let into your heart and what you let into your mind. Goes through the entire Bible. Same truth said a lot of different ways. And so... Last night, I began to really dwell on this, meditate on it, think about it. And suddenly, my, the truth came back into focus again. Suddenly, the light got stronger in my heart. And it changed, it changed things. Now, right now, it feels like this truth is so alive that it's going to be just alive tomorrow and just alive the next day. But now, I know, for, and even though that feels like the truth, I know it isn't. Unless I make a plan to keep that truth fed, to keep that vision fed, right? It's just like taking a shower. You don't know how it happens, but, you know, overnight, everything starts to break down, right? What was once clean and fresh is no longer clean and fresh, right? Clothes have to be washed. Food has to be replaced, Now, your mind may tell you, you don't have the time to read the Bible an hour a day, you know? And if you did that kind of system, for most people, that would just become a religious exercise after a while. You'd do it because your your mind would tell you that's what you need to do, that's what commitment is. But commitment isn't as much in the action as it is in the heart. The, The action is just a byproduct of what's in the heart, Right? Some people say, well, how do I act on, the, on God's word? Well, when it's in, your, it's in your heart, you don't have to ask that question, right? From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Sometimes we try to use our mouth to refresh what's in our heart. But when it's in the heart, it automatically comes out of the mouth. So you just have to take more time, what? Attending to God's word. Now think about this. You take a shower every day. You wash every day, you do your teeth every day, you put fresh clothes on, hopefully every day, all things being equal, right? But think about somebody that is rescued from an island. You know, I forgot the name of the movie, Castaway, right? How much attending did they have to do to him after he got off the island? Well, all kinds of stuff, right? Because the breakdown was more significant. See, the longer time you go the longer it takes to attend to the problem. You fix the, you nip it in the bud. And so that's what I'm saying. Maybe sometimes, and, and this isn't a rule. This is just me thinking, putting it out there to you. But just as you compare it with other things in life, because this, the, there's a mirror. There's things in the spiritual world that mirror things in the clay world. And, you know, and, and even with the breakdown, 
And when you get to heaven, I'm sure that their God has the perfect process in place. It's never a concern again, but it's a fight here. It's a fight here because we have enemies here, because there's evil here in this world. And so you have to be truthful to yourself. Is what you're doing, are you getting your full, your fill every day? You know, is the peace there? Is the joy there? Is the faith there? And what level do you have it at? If it's not where you believe it needs to be, if you believe it can be better, what things can you change? See, I know you'd like to give me a, a, a uh, or you'd like me to give you a, some kind of a how-to tip, you know, but why don't you just ask God to show you what you need to do? You know, do you need to read the Bible in the morning? I mean, there was a time where I had so many things uh, underlined in this old Bible that I had from like 86. I still have it. That if I don't know what to read, I just start turning through the pages until I hit something in yellow and I'll read it and I'll go to the next one, the next one. It's not very long because the all of these things meant something to me at one time. All of these things were God speaking to me at a certain point in my life. And I recorded my thoughts there. Sometimes I wrote in the margin. Sometimes I just underlined it or yellowed it out. But the thing is, is that maybe I didn't think of that scripture verse or wouldn't think of it in my current state because I'm too troubled by what's happening in the world around me, by what's happening in my personal experience. And so don't think it's strange, right, when problems happen. Don't think it's strange when, you know, why does God suddenly feel so far away when he didn't just a few days ago, right? Because it's just a matter of taking the time to attend to what you need to be, taking care of business spiritually, taking care of yourself spiritually, no different than you would take care of yourself physically. You got to take better care of yourself than you're doing right now. If there was a word, that's the word. You need to take better care of yourself spiritually. Okay, that is it for now. Thank you for listening today. God bless you. I hope you're doing well. Take care, and I will see you again very soon.